the greatest hits ever made, played by legendary top 40 personalities, Steve Taylor, Ted Randall, Grant Hudson, Big Jim Edwards, and I'm Jeff Lawrence, welcoming you to the world of international broadcasting. Sending out the greatest hits ever made on shortwave, WTWW. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. Denny J here, K5DCC, welcoming you to another episode of Radio on the Rocks. This Cafe Cast interview is with my friend Raymond N9KGC of Evansville, Indiana. So grab yourself a chair, pull it up to the table, and start filling your glass with some Radio on the Rocks. N9KGC. This is K5DCC. How are you doing today, Ray? Welcome to the Digicom Cafe. Oh, I'm doing good, Denny. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. It sure has been a pleasure getting to know you on Zello these uh, past few months. Mm-hmm. And, Same, here. Uh, Same here. Seeing your activity and hearing about some of the things that you're doing. It's uh, really fun to make so many great friends here in this hobby. And I love collecting stories, as you know. So uh, what we do is uh, we like to interview our friends and have them tell us all a little bit about themselves and how they got into the hobby and things like that. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us uh, all about yourself, where you live and how you got into amateur radio. Okay. Well, my name's Ray, actually Raymond, uh, N9KGC. I live in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, I've lived here for about 10 years now, uh, but I'm originally from New Jersey. On the, on the East Coast. Um, my first, I guess, introduction to any kind of radio as a hobby was, of course, CB. It's just amazing how many people I run across that started in CB. So that was back in uh, like 73 or 74. I was probably 11, uh, 12, maybe 13 years old. And uh, my father was into CB. And uh, both of my older brothers, they're much older, 10, 12 years older than myself. But we were all into CB back home. That was a big thing. We had a three-element Yagi beam on the house for CB and everything. So um, eventually, and I always, I was been in CB the whole time. I never really left it. Uh, you know, my line of work, you know, I'm a, a driver. I drive a truck all over the country. Well, not, not so much all over the country anymore, but I used to. So I had used CB in the truck reg- regularly ever since I started. And I guess it was in uh, 99 or so, I finally pushed myself to go ahead and take the technician class test. And I was, I was first licensed. Uh, I believe it was 99. Um, I had to wait for them to remove that code. That I had such a terrible time with, with CW I just had some kind of blockage. You know, I just could not get it. A really difficult time with CW for me. But once they lifted that code requirement, I was right there to take the test. So I was a technician for several years and then upgraded to general, which is all I am now. I'm still a general general class now. Um, 
I have uh, some amateur equipment in the truck. No HF equipment in the truck anymore, though. Such an antenna problem on those trucks. You but, mean you used to have HF in the truck? I did. Yeah, I had an Alinco DX70, uh, huh. HF and 6 meter. <laughs> but uh, no matter what antennas we used on that thing, it was just really a poor situation with the – you just couldn't get it high enough to get it above the truck to really – to really work very well. So I took the, got rid of the Alinco DX70 and stuck with uh, some uh, VHF, UHF, uh, you know, two meter 440 radios. Uh. But yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy the hobby a lot. I, uh, I, like I say, I guess it's only been since around 99, I guess that's 20 years now, it's hard to believe <laughs> um, that I've actually been licensed. But if, like I say, I've been around CB and all since uh, the early 70s. Um, we got acquainted. We got acquainted on another platform, just a VoIP platform called Zello. Uh, when did you get into Zello? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. That's that, you know, that's an interesting thing. Um, with the two meter four forty radio in the truck, as great as that worked, about every thirty minutes, I'm out of repeater range. <laughs> so uh, I do a lot of driving. You know, I drive about one hundred and thirty thousand miles a year. Um, I've averaged about 11,000 miles a month. Uh, not this past year. I've cut way back, but I used to do 11,000 a month. So what I'm getting at is with all that driving, I'm constantly out of repeater range. I'd be pulling over, looking up repeaters in that little paper directory. Um, and then I got the app on the phone several years back. But just not enough repeaters around to always be in coverage. And somebody told me about Zello, and I used it on my phone at first. That was probably a year and a half ago or more. No, probably more than that. But uh, I thought it was amazing. You're like never out of repeater coverage. I could talk anywhere, anywhere in the world and uh, not have to deal with the repeater problems. So, uh, and you could talk to the same friends throughout the whole trip. So, Ray, you and I met on Zello, I believe. I started uh, hearing you on the International Radio Network and uh, Amateur Radio Hub and things. And uh, uh, I thought that was... Uh, Great meeting you. You seem like a very cordial, friendly guy. And uh, I was kind of curious about what moved you over to Zello after being a, a ham and having all your gear in the truck. Well, I'll tell you that the biggest thing was um, always being out of repeater range. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I was still driving to all 48 states. Uh, well, I know there's 50 states, but 48 that I drove to. <laughs> um and you're constantly out of repeater range. It seemed like every 30 minutes or so on the interstate, you're, uh, you know, you're out of range. And sometimes you're not in range of another repeater for quite a while. And I was forever pulling over, looking up repeaters in the area. Uh, I downloaded a couple different apps on the phone for that purpose. And then when I found out about Zello and found out that there's a lot of amateur radio-oriented channels – I was very impressed with it. It was more organized than I ever thought it would be. The IRN, I think, was maybe the first, the first ones I found. And then the uh, second group was the um, network radios channels from the UK. And, of course, now it's the Digicom Cafe channels I have and several other, several other channels. But when I found them, I was amazed how organized and professional it was, op it, it was run. You know, it was ran very well. And it solved my problem of not constantly being out of repeater range in that truck. Um, I'm driving 450 to 550 miles a day every day, uh, sometimes seven days a week. Um, 
so yeah, the, the, the thing with Zello, it just, I was amazed. I said, wow, this is incredible. This is like being connected to, to the largest repeater network on the planet. <laughs> right. Plus so, you don't have to change all your friends every time you switch a repeater. You'll stick with the same yeah. bolts all over the world uh, the whole trip. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that brings up a point. I can't tell you how many times I'd be on a repeater in some area that I maybe get through once a, once a month or once every two weeks, and I'd have people totally mixed up in my mind. I'd think I'm talking to somebody, and I was talking to somebody else because it's, like you say, all these different groups of people on these VHF, UHF repeaters, and uh, so, yeah, with Zello, I don't have that confusion anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it works out really well. Like I say, I'm in the mobile, I'm in that work truck, uh, that semi so much. We drive so many miles. Um, I ended up taking the ICOM uh, 207 dual band radio off the dash and putting a uh, network radio. It was a TM7 right in place of it. And uh, now I've got the, a different radio, that N60 slash W2, much bigger screen. But, yeah, that, that lives right there where my VHF, UHF radio used to be. Is it uh, safe to say that now you're probably using VoIP services more than ham radio? Uh, well, when I'm on the road, that would be definitely yes. Um, Echolink. I always did use Echolink on the, on the road, but now I was using it on my phone. Now I use it on the network radio with the hand mic and all. But when I'm home, I still use a lot of regular RF. When I get home, I'm, there's a couple repeaters here in Evansville, and um, I'll get the uh, 440 handheld if I'm out and about somewhere. And, uh, and of course, I have HF equipment at the house here. So when I'm home, I, I, to be honest, I don't use Zello quite as much or nearly as much as when I'm on the road. But, uh, you know, I'm on the road two weeks at a time, 14 days or so. Sure. And every, every day I'm on Zello, Zello or Echolink. Uh, I actually still use TeamSpeak. I, I still get on there with, uh, with the IRM. Sure. So what is your favorite mode of amateur radio, RF? Oh, I'd have to say HF without thinking about it. There's something about sideband, HF sideband. It's like a throwback to, you know, way back. Every time I sit down in front of the HF radio, it, it's almost like a little bit of going back in time. I know that sounds weird. Um, I haven't done any digital modes on HF, you know, uh, FTA or any of that yet. Um, I intend to. I, I plan on it. Yeah. But voice, a regular you know, phone on sideband on 20 meters or 40 meters is probably my favorite thing to do on, on, uh, as far as amateur radio overall. Yeah. For me, it's almost like going back and listening to the music of the 60s. Brings yeah. me back to my past, those deep roots. Yeah, that's what it is. There's something about that. I, I feel it every time I get on there. I, I really do. I have two icons. I got that seven, um, 718, and then I just recently purchased a 7300. And I oh, have, nice. yeah, haven't been home enough to really get a lot of use yet out of the seventy three hundred. But that's that's a really nice radio. It really is. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I love ICOM too. I have an ICOM seven forty six Pro here that uh, I love. It's a oh yeah, radio. and then oh, I got yeah. a seven thirty eight here beside me too. So uh, I'm an ICOM man too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my my VHF UHF uh, radio was a uh, an ICOM. Well, I have some other. Other ones too, but uh, yeah, I'm a kind of an ICOM fan. I don't know how that got yeah. started. I, I don't know. Uh, okay. So I noticed uh, looking at the, the Zello channels that keep popping up. Uh, a lot of creative people are putting together different uh, different channels for ham radio operators to use, and uh, all of a sudden we start seeing this new one called ZMR. 
you have something to do with that, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. That was uh, something I thought of. It was a year ago. It was actually November 16th when it actually launched the first channel, the first ZMR channel. But I had been thinking of it even months before that. Um, the ZMR stands for Zello Mode Radio. Um, and the, the channel names are, well, that first one, it was just a virtual frequency. The name of the first one was uh, 851.065. And that was just a number I made up. I just kind of guessed that that's approximately in the uh, cellular, GSM cellular band. Uh, didn't really research it, probably should have looked it up to be sure, <laughs> but I, I assumed that it was, and I made up that Zello channel. And it was really just for myself and a couple personal friends of mine that were thinking of getting their license, their amateur license. And uh, we used it a little bit. They kind of lost interest. And the channel sat there for several months. Um, but I wanted to use it for something rather than just delete it. So, uh, what I ended up doing, we made a couple more channels in that same virtual frequency range. So there's three of them. And actually, there's more now, but there's three main ones. And the idea behind it is that there's more to ZMR than just our three channels. It's all about promoting all the amateur radio-related channels on Zello. Um, there's a website for it, zmr.us. And on that website, I'm not sure if you've seen it, we have a little directory, a little listing and then you can click on it and get even more detail of the, uh, at least the organized groups of channels. The good ones, uh, Digicom Cafe is on there. Network Radios is on there. Uh, the IRN, of course. And then a couple individual channels, uh, Amateur Radio Group, Amateur Radio Hub. And it's all about just thinking of all these channels kind of as different bands so to speak you know hf we got many bands almost almost infinite frequencies right on hf so i just figured a couple more channels and then we all kind of work together i just don't like using the um the idea of it's we and they or us and them as far as the different groups uh i, I never thought of it that way i know there's a few people in some groups that do i, I think that's kind of going away so yeah, the whole ZMR thing kind of evolved over the past year, and uh, it's all about promoting the many different, well-organized <laughs> amateur radio-related channels on Zello. That, that kind, of, kind of sums it up. Thank you. Yeah. That's been kind of my uh, view of the Digicom Cafe, too. In fact, the more I do this, the more I see what I'm doing as uh, just kind of a marketing platform to help build up the hobby overall and and bring attention to all the efforts of others like mm -hmm. yourself that are just out here trying to make uh, ham radio fun and enjoyable and build relationships with people around the world. So uh, we're in the same boat. And, right. Uh, right. I'm excited about what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've often thought that we had a similar view on it. And, um, you know, some people say, well, the more channels we create, uh, with the more we dilute the users on each channel. And I, I, I kind of see their theory there, but, but I don't agree with it. I, you know, I think of it the other way. What if there was only two amateur radio channels on Zello? Say there was just two of them. And say it was much more difficult to create channels, like it was a big drawn-out process. I mean, it only takes a minute now to do one. But say it wasn't that way, and there was only two channels. Everybody would be saying, oh, we need more amateur radio channels on Zello. There's just not enough. It's too cluttered. It's too congested. We need more channels. So... I don't think having is the number of channels we have now is too many 
I don't, I don't think it's diluted anything yet. I think we're in that happy uh, balance area. So I don't, I don't think there's too many. Some people say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you and I've had this conversation before about, uh, is this diluting anything? Well, we look at the HF bands and how many individual frequencies have you got? And it's always room for more uh, space right. for people. I mean, how many hams are there in the world? Over a million. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot. There is. Yeah. So I think it's great to see new uh, new channels, and I'm in total agreement with you regarding uh, we have enough of this us versus them just in the different modes, too, and, mm-hmm. and we need to just uh, pull together and do what we can to uh, help build interest to keep the hobby alive, and uh, I think your idea is excellent. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, one thing I do a lot, or I do it whenever I can, I'm not uh, always always thinking of it, but when somebody new comes on one of the channels and we, and we trust them, whether we know them or not, um, I not only tell them about the other ZMR channels, because we have several of them now, uh, a lot of groups, that's where it would end. They would tell them about their other channels. I always make it a point. We tell them about the other groups and we give them the website with the directory on it, that's ZMR.us. So we tell them about the IRN, about Digicom Cafe, um, network radios. We tell them about all those different groups because a lot of people are not aware of them. I'm, I'm actually surprised how many people say, oh, I only knew about the network radios channels. That's a common answer I get. So we tell them about the other groups that, we're, that right. we know. And um, I, I just, you know, I just think it's, it helps overall in the, in the big picture because, <clears throat> you know, if you could give somebody a list, which we've never really been able to do before, you meet somebody new that has maybe heard of network radios. They're a licensed amateur, but they're kind of shying away from it. And you try to give them a couple of channels or whatever. Now I can just print out my list, my directory off the website and just give it to them. I've only done this to one person so far. So I can't, I can't say I do it all the time, but I did give him the list. And I said, these are the exact channel names. You can search for these on Zello. He was familiar with Zello, but did not use it for any amateur radio stuff. And uh, so now I can just give them that list and say there's more than just one or two channels. There's there's yep. quite a few. You should check it out. Makes it more appealing. No, knowing there's right. a variety there. Right. Well, I don't know if you realize, but I just a little while ago I added your ZMR main channel to my website. I took off uh, most of my Digicom Cafe. I just left Digicom Cafe one. I've got the uh, widget for the International Radio Network, and I added one for you too. So we've got all three of us there where people oh. can uh, stumble across and listen to the conversations and go, hey, this is cool. Let me check this oh. one. Let me add this to my uh, channel list. So trying to I help did. build you guys up. I appreciate that. I didn't know it. I didn't see it yet. But yeah. uh, I, I will check that out. And thank you. We appreciate it. You're that. welcome. Well, one of the things I did, too, is uh, I dropped my uh, all-star node in the cloud with all my bridging. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't seem to appreciate the bridging so much. And so... I decided uh, to just follow the flow of technology and it seems to be moving more in this direction. And uh, this way we don't have to worry about waiting five seconds between overs and all that kind of stuff. I still have oh, a yeah. echo link, of course, attached to my Ulster note here at home. I still mm-hmm. have DMR and the TGIF uh, that is bridged to D star, which is provided by the uh, Alabama link folks, but mm-hmm. everything else is just going to be standalone now. So people can enjoy whatever they want uh, with the people in those groups and uh, so i'm going to use my platform even more specifically now to help promote others and what others are doing to help build interest in the the radio hobby so i sure appreciate my friendship with you and appreciate all you're doing oh thank you
and uh, thank you for uh, helping others too and sharing that same passion and vision that that I have too. So, well, with that, we'll uh, let you go. 73 will be looking forward to talking to you more on the ZMR channels. There you go. Thanks. We'll be there. We're always there. And I'll see you on the Digicom Cafe also. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you, Denny. Thanks for having us. Um, it was good talking to you today. All right. And hey. 9 KGC, 73 from K5GCC. 73 is Denny. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. Visit our website at digicomcafe.com to see our extensive digital buffet menu and listen to all of the live conversations on our Cafe O Nice stream. Or this and many more episodes of our Cafe cast. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? trying to ham test online it's easy there's no drudgery to it there's no dread to it and right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95 and right now during this sale price it's only $19.95 that's right that's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online now let them log into ham test online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's HamTestOnline.com.